Welcome to the Content Amplified Podcast, brought to you by Masset. Our goal is to help you get more from your marketing content. Each episode is a 10 to 15 minute interview with industry experts that share amazing insights to help you squeeze as much juice from your content as you possibly can. Here's today's interview. Welcome back to another episode of Content Amplified. Today I'm joined by Lee. Lee, how are you doing today? Good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You bet. So Lee, thank you for being on the show. Lee also explained, this is like number two podcast for the day. So she is a hot commodity today in this world. Hopefully we keep you entertained and excited enough that uh, you're not too tired and burned out from the podcast scene today. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Lee, well, could you give us a little background about yourself, what you do in marketing, what you love and all that kind of stuff? We'd love to kind of catch up on who you are. Let's see. I have studied English and languages. So I'm a liberal arts person and a writer and a teacher. And I got into an industry called the localization industry, which is all about translation, interpretation, machine translation, and develop that area of expertise. In that industry, I became a content marketer. So I've got two areas of expertise, content marketing, and then this this translation. Put that together and I, I can come here and talk to you about global content. So that's where my passion lies how to write good content, how to create great content that supports your brand and take it global. There's a lot that people don't know. And I hope to talk to you today and build a little awareness, but that's, that's my area of expertise, taking content global. Well, you said a lot of people don't know about global content and I am foremost. When you're looking at global content, what does that actually mean to you? Global content. I feel like there's probably a lot of assumptions going on, especially like in my own head. What to you is global content? What does that mean? Let me first say that any business that's online, if you are online, you are inherently global. And 90% of businesses sell, have buyers, have fans in other places. However, the content that I create is uniquely American. Even with my awareness and education, my content's American. I'm American. I can't be anything else but American. However, because people all over the world are reading my content, or if I'm an online brand, people all over the world are shopping for or maybe buying your content, you've made an assumption that your content is good for them. You've made an assumption that your brand resonates with them, that your messaging applies to them. You've made an assumption about the way that they buy. You've made the assumption that it's the same as the way people buy, think, and feel in your home market. So the first thing is awareness. You're online, you're global already, and all the content you produce is you. It's your culture, it's your language. Content is inherently not global, yet your business is, okay? So what's the deal with global content? Well, there's a couple ways you can go. You can kind of water down your content so that it applies to everybody which is kind of the last thing we want to do as marketers, right? Water it down. But the thing is, is that idioms, slang, jokes, local references, all that stuff can turn off a foreign market. Like, you know, I'm I'm using slang in my content. I'm talking about local references in the US. I'm using local examples. And somebody in Europe is like, she maybe she had a good idea, but she lost me when she started talking about baseball. Yeah, I uh, I lived in Germany for a couple of years and uh, in Austria, and so this completely resonates. The idea of I tried so many jokes and all sorts of things that just never hit home, and then I would hear stuff at the same time and be like, I don't get it. That, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. 
So yeah, hundred percent. Like it's not universally applicable. You translated the words like you got it into German. Great. But still, I, I don't understand. And I've got funny examples too. In English, in American English, we talk about baseball all the time, but you don't even know it. Touch base, hit a home run. There are 35 um, baseball idioms in the English language, American English, right? Other countries, other people who learn English, especially from American TV, just know these idioms, but they don't know it's about baseball. But those terms don't translate. They're idiomatic. They don't translate. Those those references don't exist in other cultures. Awareness. So when you start writing content and you find yourself using loads of baseball metaphors, you're like, people in India don't care. They play cricket. It just doesn't compute. Another thing, it's not just words. It's images and colors. So the color red, for example, is super problematic in places like Africa because it's associated with mourning and death. So think about a brand that's all red and you've got a target market in Africa. Well, something something's wrong there. Something's off. Images of animals, images of truncated hands. There's different images that we may use all the time in American-centered content that's not great for the Middle East. This is a funny one, emojis. You know this one? I'm holding up my hand, making like okay sign for people who might just be listening. That one is vulgar in China. Who knew? Like, you don't know that. But if you're using emojis or colors or images in your content and you don't know how it lands abroad, you could be making mistakes. So with that, are there any good resources? How do you recommend people kind of go through that test? I mean, for some of us, you're right, like knocking it out of the park. You know what? I guarantee I don't think about the baseball reference, but it's just inherently in there. And I guarantee it's been in my writing time and time again. How do you kind of vet your content with the different audiences and maybe kind of test some of that stuff? On my website, I have a checklist for international writing. Um, I can share that URL later. And that's a list of things to be aware of when you're writing that will help your content be more neutral. Okay. That's one way to go is to make your content neutral. The checklist at the very minimum will help you be aware of what's not neutral in your content. No language attached to any culture is neutral. So an example, um, American English is uniquely American, but it's not neutral for Britain or for Australia. I mean, multiple varieties of English. There's not one English. So um, awareness, if you are serious about creating content for a certain market, as in creating a content strategy for France, if you're an American company or Spain or um, South Africa, you need a content strategy for that market. And it's an adaptation of your local content strategy. But what's important is that your buyers are different. You have to profile your buyers for that market. You cannot assume that your buyers in Spain think the same way, feel the same way, buy the same way, go to the same channels. Like, do not make any assumptions. So brand new personas for every single market. A brand new persona. You may still be targeting 15 to 22-year-olds, but they're not the same kids. So when you're, when you're doing this, right, so you've decided you have a, a global market and, and you, you're going to do content marketing globally and you've got personas in different areas. Like you talked about, you don't want to just water it down so it's universally applicable. How do you make it relevant to specific geographics and maybe personalized to those? Or, or how do you specifically attack that problem? Translation is the first step, but it's a process that goes a little bit deeper than that, and it's called transcreation. Trans means across, so creating across, creating across cultures. 
So you are taking your American or European content and you are recrafting it. You're reimagining it, which can mean little changes or it can mean massive changes for that new market. And that requires a specialist. That's not just a translator. That's not just, you know, the bilingual, bilingual sales guy in your office. That's a professional resource who is bilingual and bicultural because you have to understand, you know, the American context and messaging and then adapt it for your new market. And you can find that resource in country, a, a, um, a copywriter or an in-country content marketer, or you can engage with an agency who can handle that for you, who has the, the knowledge about that country to get it right. When you've got that figured out, what what are some distribution strategies to be able to do that now that you've kind of segmented your content and done some trans creation and stuff like that? Big problem with any content marketing team is creating just loads of content and letting it sit there. So huge mistake. The last thing you want to do is bother to create and translate all this content and let it sit there. But the distribution channels have to be strategic for that market. So does that market... And that target demographic use Facebook, or do they use another channel? It's different all over the world. So you have to find the channels that matter for that market. Do they read email? Do they prefer text? Do you need an SMS strategy? Do you need to run a newsletter? What's the channel through which you'll distribute that content for that market? And again, that's part of your content strategy is how to distribute, how to promote for that market, because it's going to be different. Example. As somebody said, well, how do you get a Spanish market to look at your LinkedIn content or look at your Facebook or TikTok content? Well, you need a handle for that market. You're not translating content for your US Facebook handle. You're putting native content on your Spanish Facebook handle. There's a, a big YouTuber, the biggest YouTuber, Mr. Beast. And listening to some of his interviews, one of his biggest strategies that he's discovered is they spend millions of dollars on content. Mm-hmm. But what they noticed is the majority of the world doesn't speak English. That's so they right. have their own translation people that are full-time just for their business that almost like mimic and watch them and know their mannerisms and all that kind of stuff. And they translate and have specific channels for every single different language, country, geographic area. So their content can really shine in those areas. But yeah, you know, they realize there's a global market. And if I'm just ignorant to that, I'm losing out on so much opportunity. And, you know, the redistribution is massive for their content. It, it is it is about global distribution. The redistribution is massive. That said, you should not just translate for everybody, all the languages, all the countries. You need to decide where your market growth really is going to be and test and select a market and test. Select Spain, select Mexico. Translate a couple of your top pieces of content, transcreate your web page, put it into the market and test. If there's traction, do more. Pick another market. But it's it's not a spam approach. It's very strategic. Select specific pieces, select specific markets, select specific processes. I love it. And and it sounds like you also probably do a really good job of segmenting your data. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, on the back end and analytics and things like that. Do you have any kind of recommendations about, you know, if I do have 12 different countries that I'm targeting and this and that, how do you kind of segment and analyze your data kind of looking at some of that? Yeah, you know, it's the same. You're just doing it for another market. So whatever tools you use, I mean, it, it's everything times your number of markets. It's American market times, the other, it's doing everything that you do for your home market, again, in a new way for that new market. 
And do you recommend like a different brand per country? You talked about different handles and stuff like that, or is it make more sense to have more of a global unified brand and break it out into separate languages and regions? Global brand, local messaging. Adapting your brand is what we're talking about here, but you're not getting away from who you are, the core brand. Let me give you, let me give you some examples. An example of a brand that adapted for other markets is KFC, okay? Kentucky Fried Chicken. Everybody knows KFC. They're known for their fried chicken, right? In the US, their tagline is finger licking good, which it, which it means the chicken is so good you want to lick your fingers, right? But that's, I mean, that's pretty slangy, right? That's pretty American. I don't know where else people say finger looking good. So in some other countries, it's just not going to be appealing, right? Who licks their fingers? So in China, it's eat chicken and you'll be happy. Hmm. It focuses on the positive message, but it's not about licking your fingers. And in France, it's um, the original. So they changed it completely for France, emphasizing the uniqueness of the recipe. But, but they're, they're a savvy brand who's, who wants to go global. They want to sell their chicken in other markets. There's a market, but they know that the Chinese don't lick their fingers, right? Yeah. So that is what I mean by transcreation and adaptation for, for a new market. That is amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. And this is a lot to think about on the global side of things. As promised, this goes by quick. Um, we're at the end of the time. But uh, if anyone needs help figuring out anything on this, this vein or wants to connect and continue the conversation, how can they find and connect with you online? Uh, LinkedIn is a great place to find me. It's Lee, L-E-E, Densmer, D-E-N-S-M-E-R. I post content every day. You can also check out my website, which is Globia. So my business name is Globia, Globe, and IA means force. So content that's a that's a force for the globe is the name of my business, globiacontent.com. I love it. That's wonderful. And her content is really good. So highly recommended. So appreciate it. Well, Lee, thanks for coming on the show. Um, we'll have to do it again sometime. This was awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks, Ben. Thank you for listening to the Content Amplified podcast. Please subscribe and leave us a review. And for additional ways to get more out of your content, visit our website at getmasset.com. That's getmasset.com. And tune in next time to the Content Amplified podcast.